This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Today, we're going to sit with a delightful spirit named Echo Bodine and tell some ghost stories. It's so wonderful to talk to someone named Echo. Is that your, your, your actual name? Yes, honey. It is my actual name. Yep. Well, your mom had to be way cool. You know what, honey? Uh, she told me that when the nurse came in and said, what do you name this child? My mom said, Echo Lee. And the lady in the nurse said, oh, no, you don't. That's not <laughs> fair to do that to a child. She said, so I'm going to go out of this room and I'm going to come back and you're going to give me a normal name. My mom said she looked at my dad like, what the hell? And um, the nurse came back in and my mom said her name is Echo Lee. And that was it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. And I why, know. why did she want to name me that? You know what, honey? She grew up with a girl named Echo. So to her, it was kind of normal. She just really always loved the name. So she decided when she was young that she was going to name her first daughter Echo. Beautiful. I love it because I love, to me, your, when I first saw your name, I was like, Echo. Like, sounding back, resounding all the beautiful things that you see and hear. To echo that is like a wonderful uh, trap to be caught in, right? Like, yes. to be an echo is amazing. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. You say yes. Now, I'm so um, delighted to talk to you, and I'm so thrilled by your energy. And and you were called a ghost expert extraordinaire, so that intrigued me. Oh, uh, interesting. You know, honey, yeah. yesterday I did an interview, and the and the guy said Ghostbuster extraordinaire, and I thought, where did they come up with that <laughs> title? And no, now I realize it was my publisher. It was oh, your publisher. okay. It was your publisher. So oh my God! Your new book is how to live a happily ever after life: stories yes. of trapped souls and how not to become one. But often, when when uh, publishers send out these kinds of press releases, pitches, you know, to ask us to talk to people, they'll give a yeah. list of questions, and I generally yeah. never even look at those questions. I don't. I don't cool. because I want. I want to talk to the person, but I have got to share these questions with you today (laughs) because they are brilliant. Question number one is, could you be dead and not know it? So I ask you, Echo Bodine, could you be dead and not know it? You know, honey, oh, you can be, but not for very long. Of all the years I've been doing this, um, I've only ever met one ghost who did not know that he was. Well, you know what, though? I mean, Casey, even when I say that, it's like, ah, oh, that guy knew he was dead. He just, but honey, he was in such denial about it. And so, you know, I had to tell him mm. that I said, do you know that you're dead? And he just went, Oh, God. He went nuts on me. He did. He just, I am not dead. How dare you say that? I mean, he was really, really upset that I had said that. But the deal was, yes, you're dead. And he came back from Vietnam, and he went back to his home. 
other people are living in his house, and he's been he's trying to get this woman out of his house. Mm. So every night, literally, he would jump on her bed when she'd go to bed. He'd rip the clothes out of her closet. He'd knock everything off of her dresser. Every day he would do this, trying to get her out of this house. Wow. Yeah. That kind of makes sense now, because when you hear of poltergeists or spirits or things being disruptive, they could be just wanting their space back. That's amazing. So this soul did not move into the light and chose to hang out close to home. Uh, Why is that? They don't like change. Honestly, they don't like change. So, honey, I did a house. I Okay, went to this haunted house. Okay, walked through the house. Yeah, you know, there were a couple ghosts there, but nothing, nothing that would create a problem, really. But when I was outside walking around in the yard, I felt something over at this car. It was a really old car. And I went over, and there was a guy in the car, a ghost. Mm. And I said to him, Oh, my God, why are you in this car? And he said, well, this is my car, and I don't want to leave my car. I love my car. It's like, wow, that one was a brand new one on me, too. I had never even thought that a ghost would stay here in their car because they love it so much. But, honey, some people tell me, I I don't like change. I don't want to go to a new neighborhood, so to speak. I just want to stay here. I just want to be in my home. So are some people predestined to be stuck on this earthly plane? Can can we do anything about that? Like, how do we ensure that when it's our time, we just cross over and go to the light? Well, honey, I think that's why it's good that we're talking like this, you know, because people don't talk about, I mean, people talk about ghost stories, but they don't talk about the real issue here, which is that people, ghosts are people, and they have their reasons for not going on to the other side. So I think just even talking about it, people become aware. Just by having this conversation, people realize that we have free will in death, just as we do in life. And we can choose to stay here. You know, honey, another reason why they stay here is this female ghost that I met, she was murdered by her boyfriend, and then he committed suicide. And she told me, she said, I'm not going to go anywhere where he is. And so I'm... Yeah, and she said, so I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to stay on the earth plane. I never want to see that guy again. And, you know, we don't think about things like this. So, like I said, just having these conversations, I I think is going to help a lot of people to realize that, you know, like I said to her, heaven is a huge place. And the guy that murdered her, she just has to tell the folks on the other side when she gets there that she doesn't want to see him. And... uh I said, you know, you can, you don't have to see this guy. You know, a lot of souls, they, they just don't know what to do when they die. When they come out of their body, gosh, girl, an acquaintance of mine, she committed suicide. And she didn't believe in life after death. She thought that once you die, that's it. It's all over. And so when she came out of her body, she was really confused about, okay, what's going on here? I, I shouldn't be here. I, maybe I'm not here. I don't know. So what she did was she went and hung out in her kitchen. When they called me and told me she had died, I just checked in on her soul. First, I went to the other side. They said, nope, she's not here. And I thought, where is she? So I just said her name, and there she was. 
hanging out in her kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, hi, what's going on? And she said, I'm just waiting for everyone to come home for dinner. I said, okay, do you know what's happened in the last 12 hours? No, but I'm just waiting for everyone to come home for dinner. See what I mean? She she was in such denial, and she didn't believe in life after death. And so she was just kind of stuck in this mental stuck place. And I checked in on her three weeks later, still in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And she said to me that day when I checked in on her, I said, oh, my goodness, you're still in your kitchen. She said, I'm still waiting for everyone to come home for dinner. You know, honey, I I prayed about it. I just said, I don't know what 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 should I do? And uh, the voice said her relatives from the other side have come here also and tried to convince her to go on to the other side but again because she doesn't believe in life after death she thinks that these are just well she doesn't know what they are even though they are her relatives she's like no you guys are trying to trick me there is no such thing so she was really stuck so your message is we should be open to taking the journey when it comes our time yes honey Definitely. I get it. I get it. Now, what should we do in general if we feel we've encountered a ghost or a spirit? You know, honey, the best thing is, first of all, not to act afraid. That's one thing uh, I remember my teacher back in 1965. She was adamant about if you encounter a ghost, do not appear afraid because fear has a really strong energy and the ghost can actually breathe that energy in mm-hmm. and they then they're sounds funny charged up they have more energy so mm-hmm. they can do more things around your house make more noises uh, move more things so first things first is don't show any fear remember that these are simply people who are no longer living in a body these aren't these evil demonic souls that the media likes to portray them as and simply tell them firmly tell them i don't want you here i want you to go to the other side and if you don't want to go to the other side that's your choice but i want you out of my house now and the firmer we sound the more serious they take us okay yeah because i'm pretty sure i've got um Echo Bodine. I'm pretty yes. sure there's something uh, that hangs around in the house when my husband's not there. It's usually in the basement on the left side, and sometimes it stands behind the couch while I'm watching TV. And okay. I'm not really afraid of it. I'm just annoyed by it, and I always yes. tell it, "Get out! Get out! Get out! This is my house. I want only I want only love or above. I you know I need my yeah. privacy, whatever. Um, but it seems to return every." now and then but i can just tell it to go where shall i tell it to go honey just say go to the light because you know i mean we hear about that all the time oh the light the light the light but honestly there is a light and it's it looks like a huge 
moon, full moon. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a beautiful light. And, you know, that's the thing. All these souls, they know about the light. But some of them just pretend like, no, I don't see the light. And so you can tell this soul, I want you to go towards the light and get on with a new life. But the fact that it shows up when your husband isn't there... Mm -hmm. Honey, I wonder if it's one of your spirit guides that's there just to give you a sense of being protected. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It very well could be that. Because even when you said it, honey, it didn't feel like a malevolent soul to me. It mm-hmm. felt like, oh, no, I just want you to know I'm here. I'm, I'm watching over you. Okay. Yeah, I get a, I get a good feeling with your, your ghost. Oh. And I'm not, I'm not even going to call it a ghost. I'm going to call it a spirit. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because people always want to know this. Uh, yep. when, when did you meet your first ghost? How did that go, and was it on purpose? Oh, honey! Oh my God! That was—I mean—that—that that would have been a good comedy routine right there. So, my mom and I were taking psychic classes together, and this friend of hers called and said, "Would you and one of your kids come over and look in my attic because I keep hearing voices, I keep hearing footsteps up there, um, things get moved around, and so you know." Uh, my mom said, sure, and we're driving out there. And I said, Mom, why are we going to Carol's? Well, you know, she thinks she has a ghost. I'm like, a ghost? Well, what do they look like? And she said, well, I don't I don't know. And I said, okay, uh, what are we going to do if we find one? And she, she looked at me, she said, I don't know. So, I mean, that's how well prepared we were. And when we got there, Casey... Okay, so I grew up on Casper, right? So I think that we're looking for this little blob of white. And we go up to the attic, and I'm looking around for a blobby white thing. And But over in the corner, there's four people, a man, a woman, a girl, and a boy. But they're transparent. Ooh. And... And I looked at my mom, and she was looking at them, and I said, do you see those people over there? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, what do you think they're doing here? And uh, and into our heads came the words, my husband was an alcoholic and a smoker. He passed out. We perished in the fire. Yeah. He won't let us go to the other side. Wow. Yeah. And you know what, Case? We didn't even know what to do. We just looked, Mom and I looked at each other like, whoa. All we knew what to do, honey, was to say to these people, well, you can't stay here. You have to go. And, you know, so they just went through the wall. Mm -hmm. Big deal. And then we thought, oh, okay, well, that was easy. And we left. And Carol called us half an hour later and said, you know, all the noises are back. So that's when Mom and I realized, okay, we got to learn more before we start doing stuff like this. Right. So, But you two could see them. Carol could not. Yeah, honey, we could see them clear as day, but no, Carol could not. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No. And so, what do you think that is? You 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 cultivated this perception, this this uh, ability, or you wanted it, or how does that work? No, we didn't want the ability, believe me. But um, we 
took psychic development classes. A woman, her name was Bertie Torgerson. We had never met her. She called us out of the blue and told us that we had psychic abilities and that she was going to train us. She was going to teach us how to work with our psychic abilities. And um, we started taking classes from her and and my third eye opened up. My mom's third eye opened up. We just developed it, honey. It took... I was very resistant to the whole thing, but but I went with my mom every week to these classes, and we did all the exercises, and uh, eventually we were there for a good year, and then we kept going back like every other Thursday and uh, developed our abilities. Do the ghosts want us to communicate with them? Yeah, a lot of the ghosts do. The reason they start making noises and banging on the walls and playing with the lights and turning off your computer, blah, 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 they get lonely. And they want people to know they're there. So that's why they start with all the noises. And, oh, God, they can be so annoying. Um, but they are relieved when we figure it out that, oh, they're, that's a ghost that's making those noises, not the, you know, to call in the plumber. Is it, is it in the walls? What's this noise? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, a lot of them, at least with me, I've been lucky. My brother Michael, we do this. We we did this together. We're we're now retired Ghostbusters extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. I just that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we always just go in and we talk to the ghost. Okay, what is wrong? Why are you here? Why don't you go to the other side? And you know what, Case? The number one reason that we have heard for 30, 35 years is these ghosts are afraid to go to heaven because they're afraid they're going to get sent to hell. And they have said to us, well, I've done some things in my life that I'm not proud of. And I just know if God could get his hands on me, he would send me to hell. Mm. So these ghosts, actually, I mean, they've said to us, you know, God can't find me as long as I'm hiding in this lady's attic Mm -hmm. or in this tanning parlor or this funeral home or this hospital. They think that God doesn't know where they are, and they think they're safe from going to hell. But they actually put themselves in hell, kind of. You know, and I say to them, you know, you're pretty much living in hell right now, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. And then uh, we just talk to them, and then we can see the white light, and we just talk them into the white light. It's more like ghost counseling than ghost busting. Is there hell beyond the light? You know what, sweetie? There is a community on the other side similar to a hell. But what the angels have told me is that us humans, our consciousness has created that place on the other side. There isn't a place down there full of uh, fire and brimstone and whatever else. Uh, They have said that was created by religion to keep us all in line. And this 
community that we've created on the other side. What happens is if these souls believe, it's like their consciousness, they're sure they're going to go to hell. Okay, so they go to the other side. They go to this community. It's like what happens is something in them says, wait a minute, there's got to be there's got to be a better way. And once they open their mind to the idea that they don't have to go to hell, then they come out of that community and they they find a home. They find heaven. And it's right there in front of them. But it's their own thinking that keeps them stuck and trapped in this place. And the angel said to me, someday when people stop believing in hell, this place is no longer going to exist. This community that our consciousness has created won't exist anymore. And what about these places like you hear about haunted houses where there is violence or really spooky things? What's going on there? Those are ghosts who were very violent people when they were alive, and they just keep it up. They just keep it up. Mm -hmm. That was their consciousness when they were alive. They think it's fun to scare people or scare children. They're not very, uh, what's the word I want? Uh, Their consciousness is pretty low. It was their reality when they were alive, and now they're deceased, and it's still their reality. Right. They're just mean people. Can Can they be sent to the light? Yes. With every job we've ever done, with the exception of maybe two jobs, when these were souls that really wanted to stay here on Earth. Okay. Or there's been cases where the homeowner says, you know, I, I want to keep my ghost. I just want to know what their name is and why they're here and are they going to hurt the children. Okay. Once we just sit down with them and have a talk. And that's what we do. We're like, okay, let's talk about this. And we talk to them like we're talking to people and uh, tell them how cool heaven is. It's just the coolest place ever. And um, why don't you go on over there? Start a new life, a new beginning for yourself. And you can see your deceased loved ones. Um And they'll give us the reasons why they're afraid to go. And then we go, okay, all right, but. And then we just keep talking to them about the importance of starting over and a new beginning and go and find your loved ones. You know, one one time there was this guy, he would not go to the light. I mean, and he was such a jerk. God, he hated children. And so he kept trying to push the children in this house down the stairs. Hmm. That's what the parents called and said, you know, you got to come and check this out. Okay, so we did. And yeah, he he just he was like, no, I'm not going. And my brother came up with the idea. He just asked his guides, okay, what what can we do here to get this guy to go? And they said he had a dog named Copper. Copper's on the other side. And they said, we'll go get Copper, bring him here. And that's what they did. Suddenly, the dog, the dog's soul comes into the room, and the guy... Oh, my God. He just flipped out. He's like, copper. And so suddenly this guy who was being just a jerk, he suddenly turns into this really sweet guy who loves his dog. And then Michael said to him, Roy, copper lives on the other side. 
And he said, why don't you go over there and be with Copper? Because Copper can't stay here. He likes the other side. And that's what got that guy to finally go to the other side. That's so cool. All right. Tell us a little bit about your book. Do we have more stories like that in your book? Oh, yes. The book is full of stories, honey, of the six main reasons why ghosts choose to be ghosts. And what are you doing in your retirement, Echo Bodine? You know, the only thing I'm not doing in my retirement is doing psychic work, psychic readings anymore. But I'm teaching classes online, which is really cool. I love this Zoom thing. So I've got three classes every week. And I just started a column on my website called The Higher Perspective, and where I encourage people to send me, you know, what are the challenges going on in their life right now? And let's try to look at it from the highest perspective of why this could be happening. But that's what I'm doing, honey. Echo Bodine. I hope you're making plans for us to spend some time together and tell some stories. August 12th through 14th at the Mariandale Retreat Center in Austin and Casey'sPlace.com has more. Our thought for the day is from Carl Jung, who said, I shall not commit the fashionable stupidity of regarding everything I cannot explain as a fraud. Shine On. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine On.